Moncrief on News Talk. Now, in an interview with the London Times, the actor and comedian Catherine Ryan revealed that she schedules sex with her husband. It's twice a month, though presumably that's a minimum rather than a maximum. So does scheduling it kill all the spontaneity or is scheduled sex better than no sex? Caroline West is a sex educator and relationship columnist with the Irish Independent. Afternoon, Caroline. Hi, Sam. How are you? Uh, So are you for it or against it? For it, I think, yeah. I think there's a lot of benefits from it. And while it might seem on the surface to take out any of that spontaneity, I think it actually increases it in the long run because you're getting back in the saddle, so to speak, rather than just bedging on the couch. So I think it has great potential for getting your relationship back on track. Yeah, because, I mean, I suppose many people's first uh, instinct to us would be, it's, you know, it kind of kills the... Because normally these things are born out of desire and they're spontaneous and all that kind of stuff. And this is more like a, a chore. Absolutely. And like, but she look, life is busy. Like Catherine and I has two kids. One is a new, relatively newborn. Um, and look, we're busy with like work and school and life and dogs and everything else and stuff. So like it can slip away. Like it's one of the first things to go in a relationship. Like l- kissing is one of the first things to go as well. Um, so, you know, you do have to work at it. It is something that like does take attention. You're not going to magically have this wonderful sex life by doing nothing and hoping it, it just lands on your lap. So you do have to put the work in. And I think, you know, for Catherine Ryan, she's decided, OK, twice a month works for them. Well, the joy of scheduling sex means that you can figure that out. You can be like, well, actually, that's way too much or that's too little or it's just right. And then you can talk to your partner and go, why don't we step that up? Or why don't we just kind of maybe make it once a month? So, you know, there is is no right amount of times to have sex. It's whatever feels good for you. And that will change as you go through life as well. Okay, well, assuming they they and most other couples uh, um, uh, used to have more sex than this, uh, um, you yeah. know, is the intention then that you schedule a couple of times a month and then it'll lead to a lot more or you're just going to get, you know, you're just going to do it twice a month? I, it depends on your attitude with it, with the relationship. Like, you know, if you have those nice two times, let's just say, um, and then you're, you know, you're at work and you're like, oh, that was really nice last week. Maybe we won't wait till next week. Maybe I'll get a bottle of wine on the way home and see how it goes. So it actually does encourage you to be a bit more spontaneous or, you know, you're you're doing the washing together or the washing up and you're like, go on, we have a quick 10 minutes. Like, remember how good it was last week? You know, and, and so you do kind of get a bit more creative and it's nice to get that spark there because it's almost like the longer you go without sex, the less you want it because you just kind of accept that it's not there. So it's, it's kind of like the more you have it and the more you work at it and talk about it, the more you might want to have it and the more likely you are to have the kind of sex that works for you and that's good sex because life's too short for bad sex. Okay, and, and so when you... But also, I mean, apart from it, you know, being a, a good quality sex, probably a lot of people find that, it, you know, the traditional times, you know, they'd go out for a date, they'd have dinner, then, you know, then they'd go home and have sex. But, that, you know, maybe uh, with time, couples start to realise that's a terrible time to have sex because they're both sleepy and maybe there's a spot of indigestion. Uh, you know what any you know, noises killing the... Uh, killing the romance. So maybe it's better in the morning or at lunchtime or something like that. Absolutely. Yeah. If you imagine your Christmas dinner, do you want to have sex right after eating yeah. that? Like you, you've got a whole belly full of food and you just feel kind of gross and yeah, you're tired and everything else. So like have sex before you go out on the date so that you have something to talk about over dinner if you want to as well. Um, but yeah, a lot of couples have that desire discrepancy of like they want sex in the morning 
or they want it outside the bedroom or whatever happens to be. So this is your opportunity. If you're at the point of thinking, I need to do something about my sex life, think about when you want it as well. And, you know, see where you can compromise. One of you might be a morning person and one is an evening person. So how do you work to make sure both people's needs are met? Because it's not just about what you get. It's about what you build together. I imagine that could be a source of friction, though. Uh, in the sense, you know, when we were first going out, we'd be, you know, at it more than noon in life. We'd do it on the kitchen table and he wants to go back to those days. And she's saying, I'm just not that person anymore. Yeah, look, life takes over and, you know, we, we can't act like we're all young, free and single and have 100 quid to spend on a fancy lingerie set and all the rest. You know, we've got electricity bills to pay for now. So <laughs> real life kind of takes its toll a little bit on that magic and, and that intimacy. So, you know, that the lustful stage kind of does change into, you know, a deeper emotional intimacy. And like we have to remember intimacy isn't just the physical side. You know, it's knowing that, Oh God, you know, I'm moving. I don't know how to deal with transferring all the bills. My partner will do that, you know, or like finding different ways that you work together as a team to make the best possible life. Like that's intimacy too. So you don't have that at the start of a relationship, but you build up to that. So, you know, things change and they ebb and they flow. And, you know, if you go through life, you could be wrecked from work or you could be in the menopause or you could be experiencing erectile dysfunction. All these things impact how we feel about sex and our comfort levels in talking about them. So it's perfectly natural to have things ebb and flow when it comes to the bedroom. So there is no one golden time of like, you have to have sex twice a month or it has to be twice a week or whatever. What what works for you is important. Yeah. Uh, Somebody's texting in to say, is there such a thing as bad sex? Oh, far too much of it. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> bad sex is more when it's like the other person is essentially using you as a glorified masturbation tool. Like they're only interested in what they get out of you and what you can do for them. So sex should be a mutual experience. It should be mutually pleasurable, mutually consensual. You know, you talk about what you want to do to each other. You check in and say, is this all right? Do you want me to go harder or faster or softer or whatever you happen to be doing? Um, and it should be that you should kind of walk away feeling better than you were before. So if you're walking away from sex not feeling great for whatever reason, you know, that's not good sex. And, you know, so sex is not the, the space to be selfish. That's what that's what bad sex is. Mm. It's an odd thing that um, having sex with someone that, that, that to kind of not take into account whether they particularly want to have sex with you or not or whether, you know, they're just regarding it as a duty or not. And that's, that's, oh, there's, there's a lot of that out there yeah. and people who just don't care about the other person. They're like, I'm horny. I want to get my end away. Like, who cares about that other person? And that's really not great. Like, that's what consent is. Consent is just about respect. You know, and we should, whether it's a five minute quickie in a pub toilet or you're married for 50 years, the other person should feel respected. And that's the, the foundation of good sex. Mm. You don't have to have a long loving relationship. You don't have to do X, Y, Z but you do have to feel respected. Yeah. And those two things, by the way, aren't mutually exclusive, being married for 50 years and having a quickie in a toilet. They're uh, not. They're not. You need <laughs> to whenever you can. <laughs> uh, scheduling sex saved my marriage, says one text. It went from never having sex to once a, a week. We both felt way better after and still do 10 years later, uh, says this person. So, so there you go. That really works. Caroline, thanks a million. As ever, uh, you're a rock of sense. That's uh, the sex educator and relationship columnist with the Irish Independent, uh, uh, Caroline West. 
Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.